Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking about free flu vaccinations in Australia with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who has an irrational fear of needles but still gets her flu shot every year. So each of Australia's states, along with the ACT, have recently expanded their free flu vaccination criteria, meaning nearly everyone in the country can get a free flu jab, at least until the end of the month. What's behind the sudden push and are we expecting a rollout like the COVID vaccine? So, Ellen, what's our usual flu vaccination regime? Usually, because the influenza virus changes every year, you have to have a new vaccine every year to fend off new strains. So the vaccine, it's different to the COVID vaccines. It's what we call an inactivated virus vaccine. So it's got inactivated versions of three or four prevalent flu strains. This year Mm -hmm. it's four. This year there are eight different brands available. There's normally sort of eight to ten. Some of them are grown in eggs, some aren't. And they're always free for people in vulnerable categories, which is a pretty big proportion of the population. So under fives, over 65s, pregnant people, people who have relevant medical conditions that might make them vulnerable, and Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people. Otherwise, it's usually about $20 to buy a subsidised shot if you don't fit in one of those categories. People over 65 are also eligible for an enhanced vaccine that has an adjuvant in it. So that's a thing that provokes the immune system to react more strongly. The thing to note about the influenza vaccine is that it's only really got a partial effect. So Professor Alan Cheng, who's an infectious disease physician at Monash University, I spoke to him and he said it really only reduces your chance of infection by about 40 to 50% of influenza, which is not that great because, you know, there Mm -hmm. are other strains around and the vaccine's not super effective. It is, however, very, very good at lowering your risk of getting hospitalised and it's one of those herd immunity things. So Cheng said to me that without vaccination, his team once calculated that there'd be twice as many hospitalisations as there currently are and if they managed to increase the coverage, we could avoid almost up or up to a fifth of hospitalisations. Wow, that's pretty big. Mm. So I'm curious, is the flu different this year? Not Really. However, we've just come off two years of having almost no influenza at all. So because we had the border closures and the lockdowns in 2020 and 2021, flu cases were vanishingly, vanishingly rare, just like colds. Lots of people, you know, haven't been sick in three years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So in 2020, because the lockdowns were coming in sort of during autumn, vaccinations were still pretty high because we assumed we were going to have a normal flu season and then we didn't. Last year, flu vaccinations plummeted. They were way, way, way lower than they normally are. So normally about a third of the population gets vaccinated. They were significantly lower last year. So this year, vaccinations are still pretty low. As of the end of May, 7 million people had been vaccinated, which is just over a quarter of the population. The other weird thing that's happening this year is that flu cases are increasing very, very quickly. So there are much higher levels of influenza hospitalizations this year than you'd typically get in May. Normally the peak's kind of late winter, early spring. Okay. So that's why every state and territory except the Northern Territory has expanded their free vaccine criteria so that pretty much everyone can get a free vaccine now. And so has COVID made it more severe? 
Not in sort of a virological sense. So Chang okay. says that the strains that are circulating are very similar to the ones that they've had in recent years. So okay. he's not expecting it to be more severe just because there hasn't been much because of COVID. The transmissibility thing is very, very complex. So possibly because there were fewer cases last year and the year before and there's been lower vaccination rates, that means that people have been exposed to the flu less, which might mean that it would be a little bit more infectious. But there's other stuff going on as well, mutations in the virus. There's also been a much colder than usual summer, thanks to La Nina, so that could also have had an effect as well. So. It's not like a straight-laced, we didn't have any flu for two years and now it's really bad. It's um, it's much more complicated than that. It, I mean, it certainly sounds complicated. So I'm wondering, I presume that there won't be a vaccine shortage if we're opening up free flu shots to everyone. No, fortunately. I certainly remember last year the very, very long wait to get a COVID vaccine. It was very stressful. Yeah, yeah, right? And all of the lockdowns that were happening while it was happening. Yeah, so that's not going to happen this year because we have enough vaccines that have already been made. Uh, That said, there might be a few, like, logistical problems over the next kind of week. They've sort of been free for a week, so the next couple of weeks maybe. A few pharmacies and GPs were saying that the announcements were very sudden and they're kind of going to have to scramble for shots a bit, but they're very, like, they're accustomed to this sort of scramble at this point. Yeah. So I had a chat to David Heffernan, who's the president of the New South Wales Pharmacy Guild, and he pointed out that the TGA has just approved 16.9 million jabs that they kind of have in reserve. So once those shots have been approved, they can get into public and private distributors' hands within a couple of days, basically. Vulnerable groups get prioritised, but they can go pretty much wherever. So that's 17 million shots. We've got 7 million already vaccinated, 24 million, and our population's 26 million. So basically, okay. we're pretty much fine. The problem's going to be getting everyone through the door. And the other problem is staff shortages. Heffernan pointed out to me the healthcare sector's been at capacity for two years. That extends to pharmacies, nurses, GPs, all of that as well. So booking systems might be jammed for a week or two, but if you're persistent and or patient, you will get a vaccine pretty easily this month. And so for people who haven't had their vaccine yet and are waiting, is there anything else that they can do to avoid things like the flu? Yeah, so stop me if you've heard this one. (laughs) Jen (laughs) says that the strategies that work for COVID also work for influenza. Turns out viruses are viruses, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, transmissible viruses, hey. And, you know, we know we're much more familiar with influenza than we ever were with coronaviruses prior to the pandemic. So, so yeah, masks, hand washing, physical distancing, and if you're sick, stay home. Good advice as always. Thank you, Ellen. And thank you to everyone for listening. So be sure to go and get your flu shot and then keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.